You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. God wants his people to prosper, and I believe that he's anointed me to help you to prosper, to go from one level to another level all year, and we're going to break poverty and lack and scarcity, unfulfilled desire over your life. It's going to take you to another level of abundance in God. Come on, take this journey with me. How to win our prosperity edition 2024. Are you ready to break free from the chains of anxiety, stress, and depression? Mike Moore, author and founding pastor of Faith Chapel and host of the How to Win podcast, is here with his new book, Help, My Mind is Under Attack. Learn how to overcome attacks on your mind and live an emotionally healthy life. Grab your copy now, available as ebook on Amazon and paperback on MikeMoore.com. Embark on your journey to complete mental health and emotional peace. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, Now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. Listen, I'm glad to have you with us. We're in my prosperity edition. Listen, I understand that, that men have five basic needs. All men have five basic needs, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, social, or relational, physical, and financial. Every person has five basic needs. And in this edition of the How to Win, we're talking about the financial side, the material prosperity side of mankind's needs. I believe that this series, The God of Abundance, that I began in our last episode, is my favorite series on prosperity. It blessed my life more than anything God has ever taught me, and I pray it be a blessing to you. So this is our second lesson entitled The God of Abundance. My goal in this series is to develop an abundant mentality in your life that we could expand your vision of God and your potential uh, in God. Each one of these episodes, we have a subtopic overall series titled The God of Abundance. Our subtopic in episode one was the abundant life. What is it? Our subtopic in this second lesson is El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. Oh, that's good. The God who is more than enough. This is going to be part one because I can't finish it in this episode. So this is part one. And we are talking about El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. In this lesson, I want you to get this, that God nature is an abundance. God's nature is abundance. The nature of birds is to fly. The nature of fish is to swim. The nature of monkeys is to climb. God's nature is abundance. Say that. God's nature 
is abundance. Now, God's nature is revealed by his name and revealed by his vocabulary. God's nature is abundance. That's our introductory statement. Our second introductory statement is God's nature of abundance is revealed by his name and his vocabulary. So let's talk today in this episode, part one, that God's nature of abundance is revealed by his name. Then in our next episode, our third episode, we're going to talk about God's nature of abundance is revealed through his vocabulary. Let's talk about his name. Our background text here is Genesis 16, verses 15 through 17, and I want to read it to you in the New Living Translation. It says, so Hagar gave Abram a son, and Abram named him Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Ishmael was born. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, the God of Almighty. I am El Shaddai, the God Almighty. Now, God Almighty is the English translation of the Hebrew word El Shaddai. Now, the Old Testament, the Old Testament of the Bible was originally written in Hebrew. So El God Almighty is the English translation of the Hebrew word El Shaddai. Now El Shaddai is one of the compound names of God. El refers to God. Shaddai refers to two things. Shaddai refers to God's might or his power, his power to achieve his purpose. But Shaddai, secondly, refers to God's sufficiency, his provision. He is more than sufficient to meet our needs, more sufficient than anyone else, more sufficient than we are to meet our needs. So we see that El Shaddai, El means God, Shaddai references God's might or his power and God's sufficiency or his provision, power, provision, power, provision. So El Shaddai references or speaks to God's power and God's provision, God's power and God's provision. So God has both power and God has provision. El Shaddai means God Almighty, the all-sufficient one, 
The God who's more than enough. Oh, I love it. Don't you love that? El Shaddai means God Almighty, the all-sufficient one, the God who is more than enough. And I want you to know, as we look in his, his name, El Shaddai, I want you to remember throughout the course of your life that God is more than enough. I don't care what you're dealing with. I don't care what situation you're dealing with, what test you're dealing with, what need you have. God is more than enough. Come on, say that. God is more than enough. Now, when Abraham was 99 years old, God appeared to him and said to Abraham, I'm almighty God. I am almighty God. And we said that almighty God is the English translation of the Hebrew El Shaddai. So let's look for a moment at the circumstances in which God reveals to Abraham his name. Let's look also at Sarah's circumstances. So God appeared to Abraham and revealed his name when Abraham was 99 years old and Sarah was 89 years old. They had together, Abraham and Sarah, waited for 24 years for, for a promised child. God had promised Abraham a child. They waited for 24 years with no manifestation. During this time, this 24 years, because there was such a delay in the manifestation of the child, 24 years is a long time. In Genesis 15, Abraham had offered to God his servant, Eliezer. He had offered his servant. In the 16th chapter, because they became impatient, Sarah offered Abraham her maidservant, Hagar. She concluded that because since I can't have children, I want you to go in, Abraham, and conceive a child through my uh, servant maid, Hagar. So when God appeared, to Abraham at 99 years old and Sarah was 89, they were past the reproductive stages of life. The Bible tells us uh, about Abraham. It says that Abraham in Romans 4, body was dead. It says that Sarah's womb was dead in Romans 4. In other words, they could not naturally conceive a child. Now, in Romans 4, 18 through 22, we see Abraham's response. 
The Bible says that Abraham believed God and he called things that were not manifested. The child was not manifested as though they, the child was manifested. The, the Bible says that even though his body was dead concerning the capacity to have a child, he was past age, the Bible says that he believed God and that he was fully persuaded. Having not considered his own body, the Bible says he didn't consider his body, he didn't consider Sarah's body. He was fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able to strong, able to perform. And the Bible says he was strong in faith. Now, Sarah's response is recorded in Hebrews 11, 11. It says, by faith, even Sarah who was past childbearing age, this is the NIV translation, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. Now listen at this. Sarah, the NIV translation says she was past childbearing age, but she was enabled to bear a child when she was past childbearing age because she considered him faithful, God faithful, who had made the promise. So through the revelation of the name El Shaddai, God manifested through Sarah and Abram's faith a child, Isaac, when they were past childbearing age. That is powerful. That is the power in understanding the name El Shaddai. So listen at this. El Shaddai, the revelation of El Shaddai, in this revelation, God is saying to you and I something. First, through the revelation of his name, El Shaddai, God is saying to us, you and me, he's saying to us that our potential is not measured or limited by our resources. Our potential, your potential is not limited by your personal resources. Your potential is not limited by your skill, your talent, your money, your education, your influence. No, no. Your potential is not limited by your personal resources. When you enter when you engage different aspects of life and adversity and challenges and problems, and you have great needs, don't consider your personal resources. Don't consider your skill and your talent and your ability and your knowledge and your experience and your influence. No, no, don't consider. Because when you consider your personal resources, you're going to get in fear. You're going to be discouraged. 
and you're going to quit. So the name El Shaddai reveals to us and God is saying to us that our personal uh, potential is not measured by our personal resources. But if you are in a local church, parachurch ministry, uh, fivefold ministry, you're a pastor or apostle, prophet, evangelist, or teacher, then the name El Shaddai is saying to you that your potential to fulfill God's plan in your life, in your ministry, in your church is not limited by just the resources of your members, not limited by your bank statement. No, no. And if you're a business person, your potential is not limited by your client base, your patrons, not limited by your resources, your bank statement. No. El Shaddai is... is speaking to us that our potential is measured by God's unlimited power and provision. That's a beautiful thing. That's a powerful thing that God is teaching us here. El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one, the God that is more than enough. This name also is revealing to us to take the limits off. God wants you to take the limits off. You've limited God in your thinking, in your believing, in what you thought you could have, what you thought you can experience, what you thought you can do. So God is saying he's El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one, the God that's more than enough, the God of might, of power, and the God of sufficiency, provision. God is saying to you, take the limits off. Just take the limits off. He's saying to you, believe for the excess. Don't believe for just enough. Believe for the excess. Don't just believe for what's necessary. Believe for the excess. This is powerful. Now, this revelation, the God of abundance, I began to teach it in 1988 to my congregation. I concluded my pastorate at the end of 2022. Pardon me, the, the, yeah, the, yeah, end of 2022. And I had pastored for 42 years and eight months. I pastored a denominational church for a little over a year, and I pastored a church, uh, Faith Chapel in Birmingham for 41 years and eight months. 41 years. At the end of those, at the end of my pastor, when I transitioned out of my son became the pastor of the church, we had a debt and still do have a debt-free ministry. It was debt-free. 140 acres of land was paid for. 
a 3,000 seat sanctuary, 3,000 seats that cost $16 million. It was paid for. A $26 million family activity center was paid for. Another facility downtown that cost above $600,000 was paid for. We were and are a debt-free ministry. And I believe that the revelation that God is the God of abundance was the foundation of our success as a church financially. I believe it with all my heart because I taught it over and over and over. I would teach it uh, one year. I may teach it the next year. I may skip a year, but I was always teaching this, the God of abundance. It changed the financial direction and trajectory of my church and my my ministry and in the lives of many people and, and members of our church. It transformed my life. My wife and I have been married for 45 years and we've seen transition in our life. And we started off in our, our marriage in a very lax state. In fact, we were living with my mother, living with my parent. That's how we started off. And then we had a little uh, starter house. And then we had a, 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 another house that we paid for. And then we finally have the house that we live in it. And it's a large house on seven acres of land. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful uh, position that God has blessed us with. And I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that my personal success financially in my wife is based off this revelation that God is a God of abundance. In fact, God spoke this to me, and I believe he's speaking it to you, that there is nothing you can't accomplish with your faith. There is absolutely nothing that you can't accomplish with your faith I believe with all my heart that you don't have a money problem. You may have a vision problem. You can't see yourself living a life of abundance. Maybe you can't see it. And that's what this series is designed to do. That's what this, this uh, prosperity edition is designed to do. It's designed to enlarge your vision, expand your vision of God and your potential in God. I believe that if you'll listen to all these lessons and all these series and this prosperity edition, that your vision will be expanded. You, you will see God in a, in a different way and you will see your potential in God in a different way. In fact, all the boundaries and walls that have hindered you in the past will be broken and removed from your life. I believe that with all my heart. I don't believe what I'm teaching is just for me, just for my church. I believe that this, this teaching on the God of abundance is for you. 
And if you're a pastor, God spoke to me and he told me that he had given me an assignment to generate finances for the kingdom, the whole body of Christ. What I'm teaching is for the whole body of Christ. It is God's will that you experience abundance, pastor, in your church, in your personal life, in your members' life. If you have a business, you're a business person. It is God's plan, God's will that you enjoy an abundant life, superior in quality, superabound in quantity. God wants you to experience El Shaddai, the God that's all sufficient, more than enough. The God of power, might, and the God of provision, sufficiency. God wants you to experience him. If you are just a, a believer, God wants you to experience what I'm teaching right now. In fact, I'll give you a testimony of a, a man that I met for the first time. I was uh, asked to do a funeral to, to, to the eulogy at a funeral of a, a family in our church who had lost a family member. But the funeral was not held at our local church. It was held at another church in the city. So I drove up to the church and parked in the parking lot, getting ready to go into the service, into the church, prepare for the service. And before I left the parking lot, a man came up to me, and I think he was a member of that church. And when he saw me, he got so excited. I mean, he was just so excited. And he began to talk about, I've never met him before. He began to talk, and he was either a relative or a friend of a member of our church. He had gotten a hold of the teaching that I did on the God of abundance. And he came up to me and he was so excited to personally meet me. And he told me how this series, the God of abundance, had just changed his life. And he gave me his testimony. He said that he... After hearing this teaching on the God of abundance, built an 8,000 square feet house, 8,000 square feet. He said that his house had three floors. He said that it had an elevator. He said that it had a four-car garage. And then there was another uh, extension, some kind of extension garage. And he was so excited about telling me how this series on the God of Abundance had, had just changed his life. In other words, it had expanded his vision of God and his potential in God. And the interesting thing that he was so excited about, he said that he did all this, built this house after he retired. It was after he retired. After he retired, and then he said, it's almost paid for everything. It's almost paid off on, on this thing. He was thrilled because he had heard what I'm teaching you.
never met him. I don't think personally he was a minister or a reverend or a preacher because sometimes people have this idea, well, that works for preachers, but that doesn't work for everybody. No, as far as I know, he was just a godly man, a committed man, and he had heard somehow he had got the series on the God of Bonds because I've taught this for years, and I felt led to teach it to you. He got a hold of that. It expanded his vision. And he said that he built an 8,000 square feet house. And he went through all the, the things and he was thrilled. Listen, I wanted you to hear that testimony because I want to expand your vision of God and, and more so your vision of your potential in God. There is nothing that you can't accomplish with your faith. That's what God said to me. That's what he's saying to you through me. There is nothing you can't accomplish with your faith. Now, listen, I'm out of time. But listen, this series, we, we still have a ways to go. And we're going to come back in our next episode and give you part two of the God of abundance, El Shaddai, the God that's more than enough. And listen, I have a mini book with this title. We took some of what I taught and put it in a mini book called The God of Abundance. You can go to MikeMoore.com and order this. And what I want you to do, I want to want you to get this mini book because it's going to be a synopsis of what I'm teaching. And then go back and listen to what I'm teaching because I'll take you a little further deeper in our podcast. And I want you to have this mini book, read it. You can sit down in one setting and read it. It's not long, but it's powerful. Order this at MikeMoore.com, the God of abundance. I believe that it'll be a blessing for you. Listen, I have to go, and I know that you've been blessed. I pray that you have a great rest of the week, and I love you very much. See you next time. <laughs>